Hello, everybody. It's Penny here. Thank you for listening to my, ta- to my dad's podcast of episode uh, 100. Enjoy. I said, are you ready for the Survivor Series? Who will survive? Justifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in, but the cream rise to the top. I will give you a show like you have never, ever seen before. Why? Because I can. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Uh, I screwed it up. I'm going to keep it in. <laughs> Welcome to episode 100 of the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Fountas, and with me live and in person is... Eric! Well, Positively too, Eric too on loud. Twitter, underscore, between Positively and Eric. Sanchez. Too loud. All right. Uh, we're off to, this is just like our first show, where you coughed in the first yeah. segment. So... <clears throat> So it sounds a little different, guys. One, we are outside. So you hear some bugs and nature and probably air conditioners kicking on, maybe a bit of an echo, but that's okay. We wanted to do a show in person. We wanted to be as safe as we possibly can. So we figured outside in a gazebo where we're not on top of each other in an air-conditioned circular circulated basement would be yeah. the safest to do. So. Episode- and it's episode 100, which makes it even more special. First time we're recording outside. Yeah, maybe this will be a thing. Yeah. Want to say special thank you to Penny for giving us that intro, so thank you to Penny on that. (laughs) That was adorable. (laughs) Um, We got a lot of fun stuff to talk about this week and a lot of uh, listener participation, which I cannot wait for everybody to hear. If this is your first time listening to us and you're joining episode 100, thank you. You can follow us on Twitter at PPWPodcast, Positively Producing Podcast on iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite podcast from, we will feed into that app. And then if you want to support the show, we got a few t-shirts on whatmaneuver.net. And I, my also plan is once we do our watch-along show that I have planned up, we'll have a couple new t-shirts I think you guys will enjoy. Uh, this week, since it's episode 100, we've got stories from everybody. Uh, before we get into that, you know what? Let's. Here's the deal. <laughs> I, I, some of the audio stories sent in were fantastic. And normally you save like the best one for last. Mm-hmm. But I want this one to go first because I'm paranoid that someone like will miss it, like they'll check out or whatever. Okay. So so 25 minutes in, they're all right. Yeah, exactly. I'm so find something else. We've to we've to. got a bunch of audio submissions. We've got a bunch of uh, DM Twitter DMs. We did it. We have a giveaway. We're going to announce who won uh, on this show as well. But this first audio submission uh, is from Mark Caruso, longtime fan of the show, longtime friend. I met with him in New York when we were at WrestleMania. It was a blast. He came to the Fig Life meetup that Fully Posable had. Uh, we hung out at WrestleCon. It was, it was just a, an awesome time hanging out with him. And he, as he says in his uh, little audio here, was a listener from the very, very beginning. He was. And I can't thank him enough, especially mm-hmm. when we first started. Didn't know what we were doing. And our show was probably terrible. And it sounded goofy. Uh, but here we go. This is the first audio submission. And I asked people to send stuff in. One, like a warm wrestling memory or an embarrassing wrestling memory. Uh, he did the embarrassing one, and also some people said congratulations, but we're going to get into a bunch of these. Right now, here's Mark Caruso with his uh, wrestling memory he shared, and I loved it, so enjoy, guys. 
Hey guys, Mark Caruso here. Just wanted to say congratulations for making it to episode 100 of the PPW podcast. I'm proud to say I was one of your first few followers and listeners of the show, and I've been here since the very beginning. Um, so I saw your guys tweet about asking for embarrassing wrestling stories. So I have one that I'd like to share. I think I've I've shared it before in other posts that you guys have made, but uh, it's a story that kind of leads to a very embarrassing moment for myself. So back in fifth grade, uh, my school was broken up into about 12 classes of probably like 25 to 30 students in each one. And at the end of the year, the entire fifth grade class got together um, in like a playground area that the school had built. And they take a giant class picture for all the fifth graders. Uh, so the photographer's there and he takes he had to have taken at least 20 pictures. And um, this is back when DX was big with the suck it. So uh, my friend says to me, oh, I dare you to do the suck it sign in the last one. So me thinking, okay, he's taking 20 pictures. I'm sure the last one's not going to be the one that gets published to the school. I give the suck it sign. Fast forward a few months, I get called down to the principal's office. And I'm, I'm a pretty good student. I've never been in any fights. Don't, you know, don't really get in trouble. Um, I was kind of quiet back then. So I had no idea what was going on. I get called down, and the principal's got the picture sitting on his desk. And he goes, I hope you're happy. I was like, uh, I'm not quite sure what you're talking about. And he goes, you ruined the picture for the whole school. The whole fifth grade class will now have a picture of you giving the suck it sign. And I was like, what? <laughs> Are you serious? So he shows me the picture. And sure enough, the photographer chose the very last picture that he took for the one to get published to the fifth grade class. Um, I couldn't believe it. I was, astonished. Like, I was just blown away. So uh, the embarrassing part of this is that I had to, uh, well, I got in school suspension for the first and only time in my life, and I missed out on all, like, the cool festivities that they do for the fifth graders at the end of the year, but um, I had to go around to all these classrooms of the students I didn't know and give a public apology in front of each classroom. Um, I was never very good at public speaking, so this was, like, one of the most embarrassing moments, <laughs> especially as a fifth grader, having to go around to these kids that I've never met before, you know, I've only really seen outside, probably during recess and whatnot, um, and I, I had to say, I'm sorry for ruining your picture. I, and I, I don't even think most of them cared. Some of the people thought it was funny. Some of the other kids from the classes that, you know, that watch wrestling obviously thought it was funny. But uh, the best part of all of this is my mom. Uh, so obviously I didn't tell my mom. So she had no idea that I had in-school suspension. Um, she didn't order the picture. So we never had one at our house. So she didn't know about it. And uh, I probably made it all the way through the summer. And at the end of the summer, my, my family was throwing an end-of-summer party. And one of my aunts that works in the worked in the school office says to my mom, oh, I can't believe you didn't get your son didn't get in trouble for what he did in the picture. My mom had no idea. So then I got in trouble for that. And I got grounded for like a month. I wasn't allowed to watch wrestling. But, uh, yeah, that's one of my that's one of my most embarrassing moments uh, of a wrestling moment that led to something embarrassing. So, again, just want to say congratulations, guys. Keep it going. Love the show. So, I mean, obviously, I love that story. One, because wrestling is everything. And, and people got to realize, during 97, 98, like, this was a thing. Like, you're telling your teachers to suck it. Right. And, like, throwing the crotch chops. Isn't that nuts? And they're, the best part about there's, like, three or four layers of embarrassment with that. Like, he's in the picture. He's embarrassing all the kids. He sure. has to apologize to everybody. That, 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 that's, what, that's what got me. What, what I heard, like, the story gets, like, a little more cringy yeah. and cringy. And then you're like, I had to, he's saying, I have to go to every class and apologize. Could you <laughs> Sorry for ruining your picture. 
<laughs> so thank you very much, Mark. You can follow, great. follow him on Twitter at Mark Caruso216. I'm so happy he shared that with us. Mm-hmm. That was an amazing story. Um, I'm going to go to a, a DM now, one of the DMs we got. And this is our friend uh, Soda Hunter. You can follow him on Twitter at Soda underscore Hunter. He goes, hey guys, happy 100 episodes. I have an embarrassing wrestling story for you. It involves Alexa Bliss. Enough said, right? I've never been starstruck, even with beautiful women superstars. But then I met Alexa. I met her with my wife and kids. I had no idea, but apparently I'm smitten by her. <laughs> it was a total blur. We got her to sign figures and a belt. But when she's talking to us, I realize I can't speak. What's worse is what I do say doesn't make any sense. Fortunately, my oh wife boy. realized what was happening, jumped in to make it less awkward. Unfortunately, my <laughs> wife realized what was happening. I've yet to live it down. So thanks 100% that it because I could just like picture this in my head of him being like, and she's just like standing, like holding his finger with a paper. Like, here you go, creep, get away from me. That's so, a good wife. It is a good wife. So thanks 100% that it. Maybe she just that. teases him and doesn't really hold it over his head. Have you ever had any uh, starstruck like with indie wrestlers or like, um, girl wrestlers in public? Also, you're coming in hot in that mic. Yeah, the only one I could really think of is I, I had something I wanted to say to CM Punk when we when we met him at StarCast. Yeah. But then the dialogue of how I thought it would come out, like you kind of like messed it up. You're like, come on up here. And it was like, oh, no, I'm thrown off because I was going <laughs> to go separate. And so when I was up to him, I'm like, oh, I didn't know what to say to him because everything I kind of prepared to say was like just gone. Like I couldn't even remember what I wanted to say. So, well, we'll allow it. So I was smitten by CM Punk. <laughs> I think the only time I wasn't starstruck at all, but when I met uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks, yeah. that was when I had them told up the signs for my two daughters. Mm-hmm. And for those who haven't heard that story before, WrestleMania 35 uh, in New York, Access, whatever it was, uh, I was I had a meet and greet with Sasha and Bailey, like a VIP meet and greet, and I had like two little mini canvases, eight by ten canvases, one said Hi Molly, one said Hi Penny. And my plan was I'm going to ask Sasha and Bailey to hold up this sign uh, during the picture. And as we're walking up, like, the handler is, like, being, like, a total, like, beat to everyone. Like, no, not going to happen. Like, no customs and blah, blah, blah. Like, no doing this. No doing Mm -hmm. that. So I'm like, all right. So I'm kind of, like, up there. And I have, like, the two canvases, like, behind my back. And I'm walking up there. And, like, I have the two figures for them to sign. So you want to sign? Like, what do you want to sign? Like, these paint pens. And as, like, I hand her the paint pens, she's a little distracted, putting them on, like, the little table. Yeah. So I'm walking up to Bailey and uh, Sasha Banks, and I, like, pull out the two canvases, like, behind <laughs> my back. And, like, the lady starts immediately going, no, 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 no. So I just ignore her, started talking. Like, Sasha and Bailey were cool. Eye contact with me the whole time. They're like, yeah. And I go, hey, would you do me a favor? I'm like, these are my two daughters' names. You mind holding this up? And Lay's going, no, she's not going to, no costumes. And Bailey and Sasha just said, absolutely, yes. And like kind of ignored her. Awesome. Um, and they held it up or whatever. And that was great. The high Bailey, high penny mm-hmm. signs. But I was struck by, like, I think Sasha's like super attractive and like an awesome wrestler, all that yeah. stuff. But like when I saw him, I'm like, oh my God, he's even better looking in person. And Bailey too has like this big, bright smile and like awesome experience being both of them. But that was my, I wasn't starstruck, embarrassed, but I definitely yeah. was kind of like, oh, I think I was so concentrated on getting this done. Yeah. Like I was gonna do it. Um, another, hey, you talk about uh, <clears throat> meeting the like two women for me, uh, the beautiful people, Velvet Sky and yeah. Angelina Love at Starcast. I think the first Starcast. I had enough time to think and like play out the scenario of how I would approach them. So 
through the whole interaction, I was like calm, cool, collective, just like telling them, you know, how they inspired me and got me through cancer when I was watching uh, TNA Impact and them and all that kind of stuff. It just everything was like so smooth. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh man, that was a good experience. Yeah. And then even I tweeted them, and then like later in the day, Velvet Sky retweeted what I did, and she's like, oh, you're so sweet. And I'm like, oh man, this is a nice experience. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of nice experiences, let's go to another audio submission. This is a quick one. This is from our friend Johnny, a.k.a. Wrestling Figure Maniac on Twitter. He's all the way in the U.K. He's in Ireland, Scotland, and he was on the show way, way back, and I'll talk about that. And I wanted to have him on, and this is like, I think we had like two or three shows at this time, and I was like, hey, you're like a collector from like overseas. Can I talk to you? He's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. And we had a great interview, and he does great figure photography, and he has fun stories. Did you say Ireland or U.K.? Well, that's the same thing. The United Kingdom, Ireland's a part of the United Kingdom. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, so the U- I, I, I'm probably gonna get this wrong. So Johnny, rest of your may I can get it right, but Ireland, Scotland, Wales, uh, England is like the UK. Got so it. United Kingdom. Anyway, let's hear uh, from Johnny, aka Wrestling Figure Maniac. Hi guys, congratulations on 100 episodes. Wrestle Figure Maniac here, all the way in Northern Ireland. Can't believe it was episode five. I sat up. Uh, to all hours of the morning and you too Steve uh, to do an interview and uh, well 100 episodes congratulations again and uh, here's to a thousand more keep on keeping on awesome thanks Johnny for sending that in again that was a while ago yeah it's so good to hear his voice again yeah from Northern Ireland I got it wrong it's oh, Scotland okay. all right. but I, I mean I'm sorry buddy anyway <laughs> Wrestling Finger Magnet definitely follow him on Twitter and he, I encourage you guys to go back to listen to the interview. Uh, he said it was like episode five, but it was cool. One, because you don't think of collecting wrestling figures or wrestling anything if you live in North America because it was so easy to get stuff. There was so much yeah. stuff here. Whereas over there, it doesn't sound like as much. and It was harder to get stuff, especially he's, he's kind of from a small town. So go back and listen to that one, episode five. Uh, I'll say we can stay in another part of the world now let's go to australia okay and talk with lee or listen to hear from lee from the Roz nitro podcast uh him and i did a show together we did a no holds barred review show this mm-hmm. was a lot of fun so uh, check out the Roz nitro podcast and here is lee let's listen to what he has to say How's it going there, guys? Uh, Lee here, at Rory's Nitro on Twitter. Um, heard your latest episode. I know you've got the big milestone episode coming up, and we're looking for some warm wrestling memories and some embarrassing ones, so I thought I'd throw a couple of each your way. Going back to the two years, I consider the peak years of my fandom, 1991 and 1998, uh, based on access to the product, the popularity where I was at each period of time, and... Just all-round enjoyment, really. So going back to 91, first warm wrestling memory I'm going to throw at you is being able to actually watch the 1991 Royal Rumble live. I would have been about six years old at the time. It was on pretty late at night. So it was a pretty special occasion. My mum let me stay up and watch it on Sky Sports back in Manchester, England, where I was at the time, and just absolutely adored the show. Got to do the same for WrestleMania 7 as well. So those two shows definitely hold a special place in my heart. As for the embarrassing one in 91, um, we booked to move to Australia in August and I remember throwing an unholy meltdown tantrum because the plane tickets were booked for before SummerSlam and I was going to miss out on seeing SummerSlam 91 and I raised hell over this was not a happy young boy fast forward to 98 and another warm wrestling memory for me after 
really struggling to keep up with the product in pre-internet days, uh, living in Australia at this point in time. The 98 Survivor Series actually aired on free-to-air TV in Australia, and I, to this day, it's probably one of my top three favorite pay-per-views of all time recorded it on VHS and watched it again and again and again. It was a cut down two hour version, but still it was amazing to watch. And the embarrassing wrestling moment from 98, I dare say I'm one of millions that had this, but just throwing a crotch chop in school on the playground right as a teacher walks past and getting an absolute earful over that, my lewd, disgusting behavior, 15 year old me at the time. So anyway, congrats on the episode and hope it all goes well. Um, Thanks for putting out a fun show consistently. And they're my embarrassing and warm memories to share thanks a lot thanks lee and we got a bit of a theme with the crotch chops don't yeah. we <laughs> speaking of that, that that reminded me um i used to watch rest or yeah attitude era wrestling dx all that kind of stuff and crotch chops the dx crotch chops were different than the nwo crotch chops right like they weren't like the x crotch chop they would just do like the the suck it the, yeah suck my cock Kind of, yeah. So I just remember being in my friend's basement, and we would just, like, hang out. We'd have a couple beers down there. We're watching uh, wrestling, and he had a girlfriend at the time, and she just kind of watched it with us, but she wasn't a fan. Like, she just kind of played on her – I don't know if she played on her phone or whatever she was doing, but she was kind of just distracted, like, doing her own thing while we were watching wrestling and talking and laughing and and getting tipsy and just goofing around. something fun. So we were like, uh, Sherry, Sherry, do the DX chop. She's like, no. We're like, come on, do it. She's like, no. So uh, Anthony did it, and he was showing her how to do it. And she's like, I don't want to do that. We're like, yeah, you do. (laughs) So she finally, like, got up, and she did it once, and we laughed so hard that it, like, encouraged her to do it again. Oh, no. So she did it, like, two or three times. It was just so funny to get her to do it. It was because she just didn't want to do it. So is this a warm wrestling memory or an embarrassing one? I don't think it's embarrassing. Maybe for her. You know, it's a warm wrestling memory for me. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Because we got got an outsider to participate in the crotch chops. Wonder what would happen if I asked my wife, like, "Hey, how about just let's do the crotch chop?" She in would front, do it in front of everybody. She would do it. I mean, no, it wasn't everybody. It was just me. <laughs> it was just me. <laughs> Creeping, creepier. Let's go. Let's go to Twitter again. You make it sound like she was naked. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> let's go to Twitter again, guys. And this is from Nick Haddix Three. Thanks for sending this in, Nick. He says one of my favorite memories is from a live event at a SmackDown in Pittsburgh. I made a sign for my then five-year-old son, Caden, which read. Hungry, hug. <laughs> hungry, hungry hippo. <laughs> hug me, Becky. I'm a little Irish. She saw it and responded on Twitter that she'll be looking for us. As she came down the ramp for her entrance, she walked by us, not really noticing us. At least we thought. After the match, she came right over to him and not only gave him a big hug, but also a kiss on the cheek. Whoa. It was the first time I'd ever seen Caden speechless and one of my favorite moments as a wrestling father and son. That's amazing. It is. And, like, as a kid, I mean, if Miss Elizabeth, I mean, she she wasn't that type of gal. Yeah. But if she came down and, like, gave me a hug, that'd yeah, be it. Yeah, you'd be smitten. I'm, I'd be smitten today. I mean, I was going to have to. But that's, like, an awesome thing. Yeah, as a kid. That's fun. Did you ever have any interactions with wrestlers as kids? Like, no. Never, me neither. No. Like, I never got to, like... To, Meet and greets or anything like that. No, you know? the only thing I ever did was, I mean, the first thing, the first show I ever went to was probably the 98, I think, was the WCW Nitro show. When I was a kid, we never went to the, the wrestling um, WWF shows. But you did get to go to, uh, or you, I'm sorry, you get to order a couple pay-per-views. 
oh yeah i ordered pay-per-views but i just never got to the show or there was never anything like you know how they do like cricket oh come at cricket and at this time and we'll sign your stuff like yeah yeah, yeah. stuff there like was that. Like they that. do it more like new I york mean, there was around here i'm sure but we just my parents like worked so they weren't going to take me yeah. to it the one thing i wish i could have gone to was during 93 lex luger the lex express <laughs> stopped at comiskey park where yeah. the white Sox play yeah. And Lex came in the broadcast booth, so yeah. that's if I, if I had a picture of me in front of the Lex Express right now, it would be blown up and put like in the main entrance of my house. Heck yeah, it'd be something special for sure. Yeah. Uh, let's go to another audio clip here. This is from Josh Wallen, aka Cap, the number ten America. So let's listen to what Josh has to say. Hey, Eric and Steve, this is Josh Wallen. You may know me better as at Cap Ten America on Twitter. Just wanted to reach out and say congratulations on your 100th episode. It's a great accomplishment, and with everything that's going on in the world today, it's always nice to turn on your guys' show and have something positive to look look forward to each and every week. Uh, The Creator Series has been great. Uh, I really appreciate getting to hear perspective from other podcasters out there, so keep the ball rolling as far as that's concerned. You did ask for some stories in regards to our love of wrestling and maybe some embarrassing moments. Well, I've got one for you that isn't necessarily embarrassing for myself, uh, but my uncle, who is the one who really got me into professional wrestling, taught me everything that I know, everything that I love and respect about the the quote-unquote sport that we all uh, watch on a weekly basis. He, he instilled in me this great passion for, for wrestling. And they used to go quite frequently down to Cobo Hall here in Detroit and watch the wrestling matches. So I'd hear stories about Dick the Bruiser and the original Sheik. Uh, when Dusty Rhodes would come to town, I got to, to hear about all these greats. Uh, and one of, the, one of the times that they went down, there was a kid in the neighborhood that they were friendly with who lived a few houses down, and he happened to be deaf. Now, this was probably late late 60s, early 70s, somewhere in that time frame. But they had gone down there. The drinking age at the time was 19. I think they were all probably about 18. So they were sneaking beers, drinking quite heavily, uh, along with this, this kid who happened to be deaf. And he, the, the gentleman who was deaf, ended up ha- getting up and having to go use the restroom. And was gone for quite some time and they could never figure out where exactly he got off to until they found him in the main event uh, trying to get into the steel cage that Dick the Bruiser happened to be occupying at the time and they had to run down and explain that, that the kid was deaf and that he couldn't hear people telling him not to go in the cage or not to climb said cage. Uh, so... Needless to say, they had a, a lovely experience getting to know the, the drunk tank that night. But uh, I guess it was worth it because the bruiser went over. So there's always that. Uh, one other thing about Cobo Hall, when I finally got to be of age and got to go to some shows there myself, I can vividly remember uh, sitting in the first row of the balcony when uh, Dwayne Johnson had made an appearance there. He was in the nation at the time, and he was going... He hadn't exactly started to to take off to the superstar that we would later know as The Rock. I think he had just started referring to himself in the third person. And I can vividly remember standing there when the crowd was booing him, standing up and trying to convince everybody in my section that The Rock was a decent guy and that you should give The Rock a chance. 
Uh, looks like I was right, suckers. So deal with it. Uh, anyway, again, congratulations, you guys. 100 episodes is quite amazing. Please keep the ball rolling. I look forward to the next 100 episodes as well. So thank you very much. Josh Wallen out. See ya. Like to see it. Yeah, there at the end there. <laughs> uh, I did like the old school Dick the Bruiser thing. And I, like, yeah. and I also mm-hmm. liked he was talking about how I was right to suck it, everybody. <laughs> back again, back to the suck it. That's a big theme this week. Yeah. It's important to suck it. So when he said deal with it, I just imagined that uh, Batista gif where he says deal with it and puts on his sunglasses. <laughs> Have you ever seen the show? Is back in 2007, I'm guessing, maybe 2008. It's called Kid Nation. No. On CBS. No. Worst reality show of all time. Was it like Look, a Saturday morning show? No. It was on primetime CBS. Oh. And the idea was kids get put in a western town, no adults, and have to, like, survive. Okay. And they're aged, like, <laughs> seven to, like, eighth grade. So it's... And anyway, there's one character, a girl on the show. She's, like, the little brat, and she says, deal with it. So that's all I ever think of now. Okay, you watched that? I did, oh, and we, wow. me and my p- p- friends at work did, and like we like laughed about how goofy it was. Now we talked about it. So, anyway, Kid Nation—that's what we talk. <laughs> Kid Nation. Episode one hundred. Look it up. Look it up. Bring it up the big guns. Let's go ahead now. Go to the Twitter DMs uh, for a quick one. This is from Hardy Boys Ben. Uh, ben says, "My favorite wrestling memory will always be standing at the barricade at NXT Takeover London the night Sami Zayn returned." The pop was huge. I cheered him on in my Sami Zayn t-shirt. After the match, he came over and thanked me for buying his new t-shirt, and it made my year. That's awesome. Like, yeah. That's like, you would like dream of that. Like, oh, I bought the t-shirt. He noticed it. I like it. Um, and also, I'm going to have to go back and watch that TakeOver now. I take over London. Go ahead and watch that one. Because I've been watching a bunch of TakeOver recently, mm-hmm. and they're still freaking awesome they still hold oh up. yeah Fantastic. like every single one it, it, it's there's a, always a couple matches on there if not all of them yeah or must see uh another dm this is from papa j ken at j underscore kennedy underscore 81 best story i have was watching the six-way hell in a cell match with my best friend standing in the closet across from the tv in case my parents came out they didn't know he was there <laughs> <laughs> so, so he's hi- he's hiding his friend in the closet to watch wrestling yeah, okay did you ever have like friends over you had to hide people no a girl no really yeah i'm trying to think i mean definitely not for wrestling but my parents worked and uh this was during the attitude era my one friend pat lived across the street from me and his parents were conservative and didn't want him watching wrestling so he'd come over mm-hmm. to watch raw and then i think a few, he's gone to wrestlemanias and stuff with me over the years and his mom was like, I didn't know you watched wrestling. He goes, Mom, what do you think I was doing growing up on Monday nights at Steve's house at like 8 o'clock during the summer? She's like, oh, I got you guys are just playing video games. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> we're watching wrestling. Uh, he never told her, like lied to her? I don't know. Maybe. Oh, okay. I mean, I suppose he could have. I'm going to play video games. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't the lion type. Uh, what do we got here? Oh, this is another Twitter DM we'll do. This is from Pop Culture Junk 2. It said, hey, thanks for doing the giveaway. A great memory I have is Christmas morning, 1990. I received Hasbro, Hogan, and Andre the Giant figures. I mean, that's like, those, if you're going to start like a Hasbro collection as a kid, those are the two you want, right? Hogan and Andre? Absolutely. Series one, like, 
I can't tell you how many stores I went and there oh, we're out of Andre. We're out of Andre. They had like the bins, like especially in KB, they had the bins of just Hasbro's yeah. piled in there. And there was like 50 Akeems. I'm like, hmm, I wonder if I could pretend this is Andre. Yeah. So I never had Andre. I got them recently at um, a toy show. That's not the same. It's not. No, definitely not. <laughs> anyway, let's. He, I'm not done. He has more to say. Okay. Uh, an embarrassing story. I was working at a retail store in the airport in 2007. One day I see Edge walking through the terminal. He was about 50 feet behind. I was about 50 feet behind him trying to catch up and get an autograph. Mm-hmm. That's when he stepped into the men's room. No, I didn't follow him. Why not? <laughs> but, let me let him finish. But I did basically stake out the men's room waiting in the hall waiting for him to come out. We ended up chatting for a while. Super nice guy. That's cool. Yeah. I, I would mean, do the same thing. You'd wait. I mean, did you wait for Animal when you peed next to him at StarCast? No, I was just walking into the bathroom and he was already in there. <laughs> I didn't follow him in the bathroom. Oh, he was gee. combing his 10 hairs. <laughs> That's right, his mohawk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the individual hair. He's like, not letting these go. But when you mentioned that a couple of weeks ago here, I didn't really notice it. But now that you know, I think about it and I see pictures, it's it's, it's not as lush as it used to be. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I buzzed my head. I'll take my head off. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm not one to talk trash about people losing their hair. I mean, I got right. a big. I got the monk bald spot in the back of my head. But <laughs> at the same point, like, <clears throat> let's not grow a mohawk and pretend it's yeah. LOD mohawk. That's the gimmick, though. I guess so. I, I respect mean, it. Yeah. I guess if he was bald, though, be okay. He's only has a face paint on. Yeah. Anyway, let's go uh, back to the audio. We only got a couple more left, and we're going to keep talking. Uh, this is from our friend Jeff from the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Steve, Eric, congratulations, guys, on episode 100. This is Jeff from the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. I want to congratulate you guys on episode 100. The commitment that it takes to even get to 100 episodes is huge. So I want to congratulate you guys on the commitment you guys have put to this show. Eric, it was great meeting you over in Chicago. Steve, the friendship that has developed between you and I, it's great. You're coming over to my house when you're out here. I haven't been to your house, though. I haven't seen that great VHS collection. But anyways, want to congratulate you guys both on the commitment that you guys have put towards this show, the time you've put towards this show, and putting out great content for all of us. So from Scott, myself, Shannon, Celeste, all of us over here at the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast, we want to congratulate you guys on episode 100. Can't wait to hear it. Take care, guys. That's super cool of Jeff to give that much praise and congratulations to us it was amazing Um, to meet him too like i was just kind of it was really nice to put like a person i mean not just a a face to it because you can do that through pictures sure but the actual person and kind of get to know him and And like the nicest guys yeah how's it going yeah he's amazing yeah yeah he was pumped to meet you too he's like oh you're he's like eric you're eric (laughs) you're eric the eric so he's awesome um i'm sure i wonder if like scott from fully posable feels the same way as you do because jeff is like the face of fully posable Okay. The face of PPW. Yeah, right. You are. Uh, but anyway, Fully Posable has been going at this for such a long time. Mm-hmm. And the amount of content they have and the amount of quality content they have is in very admirable. And they do a show every single week, no matter what. Uh, I can't tell you guys how hard that is to do, as you know, yeah. if you listen to us, because we don't do a show every week. Uh, but it's... Like, the the, the intention is it started off being there, but then it's just, it's, it's hard. It is. I mean, we have so much going on in lives and like we live relatively close to each other too it should yeah. be easier and even like this 
this wasn't that hard to get figured out, but we did it. And like yeah. I, was, I was still kind of like waiting for you to text me like, hey, go to install a new bathroom or, or so whatever the hell you're doing lately. I could do it. So <laughs> I'm in the middle of doing a kitchen, just waiting on cabinets. Right okay, now. I'm glad we got. I'm glad you're able to squeeze in <clears throat> an episode 100 between the cabinets. But yeah, Jeff, thank you so much for coming <laughs> for sending that in, and thanks for being my friend, and thanks for supporting the show and always giving us uh, kind of the recommendations. We're we're on the podcast buddy shout out every week they do, which is. Yeah. Awesome. So thanks, thanks for being so kind and, you know, looking forward to meeting me and all of that stuff too. Like yeah. That was, that was, you know, it's a I'm, good experience. I'm thinking uh, StarCast 20, 2021 when it's back, we'll all have to get together. Everyone's got to come back to Chicago and we'll do it. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. But thanks, Jeff. Really, really appreciate that. Now, the last audio submission is from the one, the only Nate, Ring Skirts. <laughs> There's a reason this is last <laughs> because <laughs> this is the best. I'll let everyone decide who was the best. Okay. Um, but his story ends on an interesting note. And I didn't want someone listening to hear that story first and turn it off. So, Nate, this is why you're last tonight. <laughs> Not because you're the worst or the best, but that is why. So, everyone, interesting. everyone knows Nate. Everyone knows Ring Skirts. It's a few minutes here. Take a listen to his awesome stories. Hello, Steve. And Shakabra to Gona Eric. Congratulations, guys, on 100 episodes, 100-plus episodes. Um, big accomplishment. Thank you both for the time and effort you put into getting together record and the editing and everything that goes into what you do. But most importantly, thank you guys for kind of waving that banner of positivity. I think it's something that we need in the world, and it's something that's definitely needed in the wrestling world. And I think that's a cool thing that you guys provide. Speaking of positivity, here's my, my warm wrestling memory. It's not a very extravagant one, but it's a fun one, I think. Um, my friend and I, when when we were young watching wrestling, the way that we would kind of spend our weekends were, he would come to my house, we would book a mega card with all the Hasbro figures, and we would end the night by watching whatever Coliseum video we decided to rent. Now, it was important that we book that mega card because although we had a couple TVs in our house, we only had one VCR. My father was not going to have us watching a wrestling tape while he wanted to watch TV. So we would play the with the Hasbros, play with our mega card until my father went to bed. Um... And then after that, we'd get to watch the Coliseum video. So at this particular time, my friend and I walked eight blocks to Video Works, which was the mom-and-pop video shop, and we decided to rent WrestleMania 4. So it was the double VHS set, four hours of wrestling. We're really excited to, to have that long of a show and to have the double bonus tape. We felt like we... We got like such a great deal, but it also turned out that since the tape was so old, it was a cheaper rental. I want to say it was a dollar twenty-five or dollar fifty. So we had a lot of change, and we blew all the change on candy. And before we were leaving the video store, the guy stopped us and he said, "You guys like wrestling, don't you?" And it's like, "Well, of course we like wrestling." So he asked us to wait, and he came back. He came from the back with a big cardboard box. And he starts pulling out all these Coliseum video promotional items. I remember there were 
these Bret Hart trading cards. There were stamps and stickers. These things you put over the uh, faceplate of a light switch. Um, pogs and uh, door hangers. He just had like a whole bunch of stuff. And he took the time to give me and my friend each one of everything that he had. So we left this, this, this rental store with two VHS tapes, a bag full of candy, and each of us had a bag of Coliseum video swag. And at that age, I mean, it didn't take much, but that just made our world for the night. We felt like, like we'd won the lottery. So that's my, my warm memory. Um, now the embarrassing one. So, this is much earlier than that. I think at the time I only had a handful of Hasbro figures, and my aunt had pro been promising me that she was going to take me to the store to buy me a toy of my choice. So I'd waited all week. She finally picks me up. She brings me to the store. But on the way, she says, I need to stop at a friend's house. So she stops at the friend's house, and I choose to um, sit outside on the front step and wait for her. I brought a couple Hasbro figures to kind of pass the time on the car ride, so I played with them as she took care of business. And then she came out and brought me to the store. So we walk into Ames, and I just about get to the toy section, and I feel a piercing pain, a pain unlike any pain I'd ever felt before in my life. I take a couple more steps, and I feel the pain again, and I scream and my aunt says, what's wrong? And I realize I don't have the language to politely explain to my aunt what is happening to me in that moment. So I tried to take a few more steps to walk towards the bathroom, which wasn't too far from the toy section of that store. I don't get out of the toy section, and the pain is too bad. So I drop my pants and my underpants to discover that an ant had crawled up my shorts while standing or while sitting on the front porch playing and he was proceeding to bite and chew at the old coin purse luckily I was able to kill it took care of things moved on Got myself a Series 2 Hasbro Ultimate Warrior. And all was right with the world. Hopefully you can get that out of your head. Thank you guys. Keep things positive. I appreciate you guys. So Eric was cracking up the whole time through that entire story. First off, he thought like when Nate said he went to his aunt's house, she took care of business. He said on the front porch, I thought she was taking care of somebody on the inside. He called her a hooker, so sorry, Nate. Also, but when he was talking about the, the pain in his, when he took a step, I thought it was something was wrong with his foot. Like he had like a bee sting or something. Sure. He, he kept stepping, but when he, he said he pulled his pants down to the store. You're laughing as hard as I left when you told me the oh Coda Crush God. story. It sounds like Eric has a favorite story of tonight. So, Nate, you might have won. Oh, my God. But do you see why that was last? Yeah. Because <laughs> the, the way he tells a story is, is like, 
you almost like you're envisioning it, but then you almost take it somewhere else because there's there's some pauses in there that he's <laughs> he's building up the anticipation to the next part. So I'm, so I'm trying to like guess where he's gonna go. <laughs> well, let's talk about too. Uh, with the video store when yeah. you were like the guy brought it hey kid you want to see something you're like you show him pornos like, <laughs> he went to the back it's like oh you kids like wrestling huh and then he went to the back did you ever see grown men wrestle <laughs> uh, sorry dad we ruined your warm wrestling member but but to me it is let's go into innocent mindset right. of yeah, yeah. being a kid and getting to rent a tape with your buddy and like for like a sleepover or something yeah, that's like everything in the world. And to get all that stuff, like I was telling you, I'm like, getting a light switch would have been awesome. Yeah, <laughs> like the cover, but that's yeah. an awesome, definitely an awesome story that he shared. So, Nate, thank you so, so much for sending it. And thank everyone for sending stuff in. Like, when I sent this, like, bat signal tweet out, I'm sure the giveaway helped. We'll do the giveaway yeah. in a minute. <laughs> um, I didn't think a, lot, a ton of people would want to participate because it's kind of a pain to, like, record it doesn't take long though it's kind of a pain but i appreciate everybody that did that so thank you thank you so much to everyone that that sent something in like (laughs) it's awesome and i can't appreciate enough um thanks that's all i can say about that we'll get we'll get into more things towards the end of the show yeah uh jumping on nate's memory about like going to the video store with your friend i remember around here do you remember over where the 7-Eleven is here by my house right now, right yeah. next to it used to be a place called Video, Dem- or it was like a video store. Okay. And by where uh, Discreet Play is now, there used to be a Little Caesars Pizza. Mm-hmm. And my friend, who I kind of grew up with, he lived in this kind of, kind of the same area I live now, kind of over by the school across the street. Uh, but him and I were friends, and we would do sleepovers every once in a while on the weekend in his house. And yeah. like, the deal was... We would ride our bikes to the video store, and we would go get the pizza with the crazy bread. We'd get Little Caesars and crazy bread, and we could rent whatever we wanted. And what was also cool was his parents allowed him to rent R-rated movies. Uh-huh. So we were fifth grade, probably, yeah. and we rented two things. One, we rented a wrestling tape. I believe we rented WrestleMania 8, uh-huh. and we rented... Howard Stern's Private Parts, the movie. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, so that was just like an awesome memory. We, we were up all night, like, eating pizza, watching wrestling. For, yeah. I think we watched Private Parts first, and, like, we were, like, pausing during the booby parts and stuff. <laughs> With like, Jenna Jameson. Yeah, we were like, like <laughs> oh, my God, they're showing everything. <laughs> so, and, like, and also, like, when you're a kid, when you're watching something you're not supposed to, we were in his room. Yeah. And, like you're kind of like on edge. Like when's yeah. their mom or dad going to walk in? Like you, you got the remote. And you're it makes it more like thrilling, ready to hit stop like right yeah. away. You know? So that's kind of a See, warm Speaking of that, memory. like <clears throat> when we would have sleepovers, it, this was like junior high. I mean, I wasn't in grade school or anything, but we would, I'd go to my friend uh, Dan's house. He lived, ended up living in Payless. It was a bigger home. Um, and he kind of just had like, like a free-for-all like the parents were hardly ever home i don't know what they were doing mm-hmm. but when we would do sleepovers i think his uh, stepmom was home but she went to bed early but <laughs> he always had like a connection of of getting porno tapes so i remember like we would like um, a connection and get porn yeah this is a wrestling show i'm just saying like your your sleepovers <laughs> were a lot more tame than mine so I'm thinking like all five, I'm thinking five of those guys are sitting here watching a porno. I'm like, what are we supposed to do with these erections? All right. I, I mean, I we'll guess. We'll take it back to wrestling. 
I mean, we could. This could be a. This could be the episode one hundred and one and beyond. Could be a yeah. different type of show. For we'll us. switch it. We'll switch up the format. Uh, do you have any embarrassing wrestling stories that you can think of to tell, or like any warm wrestling memories that you can think of to tell? Well, that- I think I think one of my favorite ones. Being as an adult, I remember trying to find other people that liked wrestling. Yeah. It's kind of hard. Yeah, that because, was a, that was a thing. You know, I'm like I'm twenty something, and I'm like, well, nobody really likes wrestling. But I remember I was working with at um, the store that we used to work at, Service Merchandise, back in the day. Yeah, uh, my Just, friend. There was a guy, another guy that worked there. His name was Musa. He was starting to get into wrestling, and then my friend Carrie and her friend Karen, like they both kind of like what watching wrestling too. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, let's get tickets to go to the show. And I didn't know anything about it. Like I was excited to go and, and kind of put this thing together. I was going to get the tickets. They were going to pay me. We were going to go. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to this. And I just wasn't sure what their reaction was going to be. And, you know, they all said yes. I'm like, oh, this is so amazing. So we all got together as like adults and we went down to um, Chicago Stadium or what is it now? United, United Center. Center. Yeah. So we were there. just had a good time when we got back. Nitro, you know, right? Yeah. Nitro. And the long drive home from Chicago back to the suburbs, and it's late at night because the show ended at, what, like 10 o'clock. Were you over 21 at the time? I think so. So you can get Maybe like, I was right around 20, I don't okay. remember. But I remember it was, well, Musa had to go home, so it was like me, Karen, and Carrie, like we were just kind of hanging out in my room, and we wanted to watch the tape. So we mm-hmm. were watching like the two or three hour tape of, of Nitro to see if we were on TV. And mm-hmm. it was kind of just fun just to sit there and look. we've already seen all of this stuff, but now we're just sitting there rewatching everything that we had already seen. Yeah. And we're looking for ourselves on camera. And then there was like this one spot when the camera panned, it's like, Oh, there we are. And then we had to rewind the tape and like pause it. And I like when it. you pause, it, it's all grainy. Yeah. When, it's, when you're watching it, it's like, there we are. So it was a lot of fun. I like, like it. I remember that. Yeah. The, like the, the rush, even now, like of like going to your destination yeah. is like a thing. Like, all right, oh yeah, like I'm excited. And like all these people and you get kind of anxious. Like, oh, we got to get in, got to get to our seats. And then yeah. you get your stuff. seats and you're kind of scoping things out. Like, oh, where are they going to come from? And like the arena's got like the smoky, there's not smoke, but it's like a haze because they yeah. probably did pyro test before you got in. And mm-hmm. it's just like, oh yeah, it's a, it's a something. Um, yeah, it was a fun show. One of my warm wrestling memories, I know you've talked a lot about that one Christmas, you got all those Hasbros yeah. and you got the ring and everything. Now, I always, I did get wrestling figures a lot growing up, but I don't have specific Christmas memories or birthdays where I got, oh, I, for this Christmas, I got this figure or this birthday, I bought mm-hmm. this figure or whatever. And I think that's just because I was so lucky and so blessed growing up that my parents and my aunt and uncle who we went to the house for Christmas Eve every year and like other friends of the family, like we got like stuff all the time. We got cool clothes, we got clothes and we got toys and, and all that too. And, and a lot of that I think was how my mom grew up because my mom was first generation American. She didn't speak English till past kindergarten and they grew up like really poor and like cheap. So like she wanted Mm -hmm. to make sure that like we always had Christmas stuff and like, we weren't like rich growing up. We grew up in the suburbs. Like, so we were very blessed and lucky, but every Christmas, like we got stuff and like, what we wanted and like, and this isn't what I was going to talk about, but I remember one year, uh, triple play 99, the video game from PlayStation one. Like yeah. I like played the crap out of it, rented. And like, I asked my mom to get it for me and she's like, we'll see. And one day we were at Walmart and like, if they had, I'm like, here, can I get this now? And you give it to me at Christmas. And she looked at it and she's like, it's like 50 bucks. No, I'm yeah. not getting this for you. And like, I like <laughs> tantrumed up, you know, I'm probably in <clears throat> seventh or eighth grade, mm-hmm. like being a total jerk. 
about it. Yeah. Sure enough, though, Christmas morning, it was in my stocking. So, like, she was smart. Like, no, this is going to be a surprise, you little dick. Yeah. Like, you know, so I feel... Well, maybe I felt, she already got it. Maybe. It's possible. But either way, I was happy. It was, like, super great to get. But anyway, uh, one wrestling-related warm thing I remember was this was Bone Cruncher Eros, 97, uh-huh. uh, Christmas morning. Um, and again, 7th or 8th grade. And... I was still into wrestling and wrestling. Obviously, crazy into wrestling. I was still into wrestling figures, but I was kind of too embarrassed. I figured out, like, I'm too old to play with toys type of thing and and all that. But I remember that Christmas, I opened up the first gift, and it was a Ken Shamrock bone cruncher. I'm like, oh, awesome, like, cool. Mm -hmm. And then open the next one. It's a Stone Cold. And the next one's a Shawn Michaels. She got me, like, seven or eight figures. And, like, I remember her saying, she's like, this is the last year you're getting toys. Might as well go big. <laughs> and, like, I was, like, so, like, one after the other. I'm like, because I had no yeah. idea. My plan was to use my, my Christmas money that I got to go yeah. to Toys R Us the next day and get my own. Like, because no one's going to buy them for me. Mm-hmm. Just getting those. And I ripped them open. And, like, I remember I set them all up because I came with little stands in my room. And I took my dad's camcorder and, like, filmed it. And, like, I've been pulling my hair out trying to find that tape because it's somewhere. Yeah. Um, and I will find it eventually. And I'll post it when I do. But... I just remember that being such like a, like, oh, man, like, what a moment type of thing. And, and like, you get that now as a parent, like, with my kids. I gave Penny for uh, her birthday. She wanted a couple things specifically. She asked for, like, this pillow pet that's, like, a nightlight. Mm-hmm. And, like, she opens like, I wanted this. Yes, I wanted this. I'm like, yeah, I know. Isn't it an amazing feeling to give yeah. to someone? So Yeah, you're talking about the video game and, and wanting it. And I remember Toys R Us a long time ago. Like, you'd go in there and they had – like the Atari games and Nintendo games, like mm-hmm. behind the glass sure. and these pull cards, like take oh, the ticket pull cards, stuff yep. and you take it up there. And I remember um, one of the things that I was looking at was um, it was Contra and it was the uh, NES WrestleMania game. So I was, I was talking about getting those two and my mom's and I'm like, I really want one of these. And I'm like, I want the WrestleMania one with, with uh, like Bam Bam Bigelow, Hulk Hogan, Andre, like the original one that was just like a side. Yeah. You could go up and down. So it was a little bit cooler. It wasn't just a side scroller. So like, I really wanted this game. So it was like $39. And I, I just knew it was like way too much money. And my mom's like, are you sure this is what you want? Mm-hmm. She's like, are you going to, you know, because I think it was like one of my first games that I was like out that I wanted to buy that wasn't for Christmas or my birthday or anything. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, I really, you know, you really want it. So then I'm thinking $39 and she bought it. Maybe like two weeks after that, I played it so much. Like I just wasn't into it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I felt so bad that she spent $40 on this game that I really wanted at the time. And I just wasn't that interested in it anymore after like two weeks. Did you ever go back and play it? I mean, I played it and I've gone and rented it before. And there was like, um, yeah. um, I forget what they're called, but emulators. Yeah, so yeah. I, I've gone through emulators over the years through different websites. Like Nesticle was like a big one. Oh, where, yeah. I remember that. Through and like download those games. So, I mean, it's still like a lot of. But you know what? I have a lot of fondness for all of that stuff. Like She was probably just happy to make you happy about she, it. She was. But then I just had like this guilt that, oh, I wasted her money. And but she didn't because you played the crap out of it. I did. You know, in Nintendo games, like it's not like the replay value was like insane. Yeah, that's true. You know, they're they're short games. <laughs> I'm glad she didn't buy me Contra because when I rented that, there was a, a up, up, down, down, left, yeah. right, left, right code. So if she had gotten me that game, I would have been done with that in two days because <laughs> I already did the code and I finished the whole thing, saw the ending sequence. I'm like, oh, that's it? That's it. <sighs> I'm trying to think of another embarrassing wrestling story that I have. And I, I, we've told a ton, over yeah. 100, episodes, 100 plus mm-hmm. episodes in the show. I think... One that comes to mind 
is when I met what was his name? Um, not when I met Bret Hart because Bret Hart was was positive was positive stuff. Oh, when I met Jake the Snake Roberts, uh, this was relatively recently too. It was a couple of years ago. He was doing like his unspoken word tour. He was yeah. in Joliet here, and mm-hmm. I think I told the story before where they double booked the venue. It was going to be him, like as like his stand up word okay. thing. Yeah. But they double booked it with Magic Mike Live. Uh, so there's like these bachelorette parties all around. So the base mm-hmm. the venue solution was bachelor party, go upstairs, and then we'll wait till Jake's done, and you can come down. So Jake's pissed off anyway about it. Because he's and, following Magic Mike. Yeah, exactly. So we are uh, post-show. He's doing meet and greets with everybody. Mm-hmm. And my buddy wanted him to sign a figure and, and get a picture with him. So he does. And he tells him, my friends, like, it's 20. So my friends are okay. He gives him 20 bucks. And I kind of feel, like, awkward sometimes for people. You know, like, the wrestlers must feel like, this is weird. Like, yeah. that's why they usually have handlers do it. Uh, but anyway, when I did it, I was just talking to him. Me and Jake were just like having a conversation. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, yeah. And this was a, a little bit before uh, WrestleCon. And then I go, you know, um, I'll see you in a couple weeks at WrestleCon. And he goes, okay. And then all of a sudden he like, <laughs> was like waiting for me to like, yeah. it was like an awkward pause. Okay. And then he goes, it's 20. And I was like, no, no, no I don't need a picture. And he goes, well, thanks. <laughs> like I turned around like, like thanks you jerk it's like wasting his time let me talk to somebody who, who I can make money off of but I felt like like dirty yeah like goofy you know he wasted so. his time he's trying to make money you got any uh, wrestling embarrassing stories that you haven't told before I can't think of any we've, we've told them all from yeah. the, from the Kona crush to me <laughs> being uh, I was going to repeat that one but I, I can't top it no you like can't. just the whole idea that I actually thought like I could lift him up like <laughs> he, he was a big guy too it was one of my favorite stories ever uh, yeah other than that i mean what about let's talk about what about P, the ppw memories like let's yeah. I'm curious from you so when we first started this show what do you think you think we'd be able to go 100 episodes or you just kind of like i don't know how this is going to work because um, you were just, just along just, for the lo- you were uh, like along for the ride yeah pretty much i was just whenever you wanted to do it i'm like yeah i'm down like, I didn't have an expectation of, oh, can we do 10? Can we do 20? It was just, like, going to be a thing that we did. You know, I wasn't putting numbers on them. Yeah. and So even if we didn't put a number on it, I'd probably, like, oh, I don't know how many we've been. 200? <laughs> Maybe. And it was, I don't know, when I first started it, my goal was to do it every week. Yeah. And I realized quickly, like, this is going to be tough, just schedule-wise with us. But... I just wanted to do something with all the stupid wrestling stories I have in my head. Mm -hmm. Like I think about it all. I think wrestling all the time. And I don't know. I think somewhere along the way we switch from our original gimmick of the show, which is only positive wrestling talk to what we are now, which is somewhat nostalgic show. (laughs) So I remember early everything's wrestling. Go ahead. You know, you were picking the topics and stuff. And then I said something about picking the topics. You're like, why don't you pick a topic? So I'm like, okay. So I was thinking, I'm like, what about Saturday night main event stuff? And you're like, oh, we're not going to do that. <laughs> we're, we're trying to keep current stuff. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I think the thing was. And we ended up doing it down the road. Yeah. Well, the thing was, too, we wanted to do both old stuff and new stuff. Yeah. And, you know, whenever wrestling crowds get back, I'll definitely be down for doing new stuff again. But mm-hmm. for right now, like I can't do the no crowd shows. Like, yeah, I try to watch them, and it's, it's mostly I just fast forward as much as I did before, and probably even more so. And then I just kind of watch the um, what's on the network. It's like this week in WWE, yeah. or just like a rundown of everything. Like here's what we're focusing on. Yeah, the AEW stuff has been okay. Like they do, I think 
them being in an open air area yeah. is a huge advantage than being in like essentially a sound studio, which is what the performance center is. Uh, but either way, crowds will be back at some point, and yeah. we will enjoy wrestling again. And wrestling needs crowds, and needs emotion, and, and all that stuff. Uh, but as the show's evolved, I've loved all of the DMs I've gotten, the tweets I've gotten, meeting people, just telling me stuff. Like I know, I think Rad Chad. And I went out uh, for a beer sometime six, seven months ago, maybe longer ago. Yeah. He was out here for work. And he was like, you know, one of the things I like about your show is like as you're talking about stuff, I was like, I did that. Like I did those yeah. same things. And like we've hit like a little niche of like an age group. People born between like 19, like 79 and like 19, like 89. I feel like is like our demo almost. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and they have the same memories that we do. And I'm really humbled and very happy that we get to invoke some of those memories in people and like restart them and, and make you laugh or, or whatever. I mean, some people talked about like, like some of the things people share today about like going to shows or with yeah. their, with their dad and that, that story where his son got a kiss from Becky Lynch and just stuff like you probably think of a lot, but maybe sometimes you don't. Um, it's helped reignite those things for me a lot too. And it's a creative outlet for me that I didn't know I needed. Um, I used to write a lot. I was, I went to school for journalism and one thing people don't tell you about writing and writers is writers are lazy as hell. We hate writing. Like the worst, the thing that writer hates the most is writing. And that sounds so silly, but like, but you're really good at writing. Yeah. But like sitting down and like, it's like, Oh my God, it's like pulling teeth. And that's part of the reasons why I didn't professionally do it. Like I wrote freelance for a couple years after college, but like, I didn't want to like be forced to do it. Right. And one of my professors in college told me that she goes, writers hate to write just so you know, like you're not alone. Like it's kind of like that old thing where I think swimmers say like the thing they hate most about swimming is jumping in the pool. Mm-hmm. Like the first time in the morning, like that's just so crazy, but it's true. Um, but well, the, the, um, that's how I, I forgot who was this telling show. the story about their Hasbro mega card. Like I told you before, like I would have my own little pay-per-views. I'd have my multi-universes. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd even draw like the little Royal Rumble logo and have oh, my yeah. cards. Like almost like you would see on the back of a VHS tape, like mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan and then versus Earthquake. And I would just, you know, write them out like that. And I'd put like little uh, borders around the names and just kind of emulate what I saw like on VHS tapes and stuff like that. And it might be like um, Panthro versus yeah. and, but like, <laughs> bar- the Barber Beefcake. But like with stuff like that, like you don't probably haven't thought about that in a long time. I know this show has made you think of yeah just a lot of ridiculous things. stuff and right. you know my favorite story ever the Kona crush story if you guys want to hear the Kona crush story because it's like your first time listening episode 50 <laughs> and about the you have thir- memory huh? i do the 30 minute mark this okay. is a SummerSlam 92 <laughs> show we did all right go back and and listen to that and you'll hear me laugh harder than you've ever heard anybody laugh before <laughs> very very awesome memory and very awesome show if i can find it i'll try to add to the end of this episode it's like an easter egg like a hidden, oh, okay. tra- hidden track yeah do that. i'll try to do that um but other than that, I don't know. It's just it's just been a creative outlet. It's been fun to, to talk to everybody, to meet everybody. It's yeah, been and, awesome. and there's not a lot, I would say, lately that I'm like, oh, my God, I can't wait to watch this. You know, like, I can't really remember, like, current stuff where I'm like, oh, my God, that was amazing, or this and that. But going back and watching these shows, shows that I probably haven't seen in forever or maybe just never watched, like we were talking about that Bret Hart and perfect match at King mm-hmm. of the Ring. Like, I've never seen that match, but watching it, it was like, to fresh eyes, that was exciting to watch. 
So going back and watching matches that I was excited for was, was is pretty nice. Uh, well, a couple of things I want to, before I forget, there's a couple of people I want to thank uh, that have been friends of the show, that have been on the show. Uh, one, Kerry, uh, used to be Squirt Circle Guide. Now he's at Collar X Elbow WWE. He's one of the quote-unquote super fans that was always at front row at shows. And mm-hmm. him and I have done the WrestleMania preview every year and the big pay-per-view, like traveling show every year. Uh, him coming on actually really increased listenership erratically because he was one of those super fans. I think I posted on Reddit Squared Circle about it, like, hey, if you want to hear from a super fan ever. Yeah. So that helped a lot. So thanks to Do you to do, like, outside, on. like, guerrilla marketing of the show? Not or? anymore. Okay. Um, I think I did it a couple times, and that was – I just feel kind of gross about it. I think if someone wants to listen to us, they can – and I think, like, if I was on Reddit and some random person I didn't know said, listen to my podcast, like, I don't want to listen to your podcast. You yeah. know, like I, it's pretty much all the podcasts I listen to now are from referrals from other shows or people I trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. Um, another person I want to thank is Jeff Schaefer. Um, he's also known as Man Cave Jeff. And he's also, I think, the, what is it? He's got his new brewery company. I don't, I don't want to get it wrong. Uh, Peconic County Brewing. He is opening up his own brewery, like restaurant brewery place in, yeah. in Long Island. So make sure to follow them at P-E-C-O-N-I-C County. That's it, County County Brewing. Um, he was a friend I knew in real life here. Uh, he was on my baseball team before he moved back to New York. And he had a podcast called the Man Cave Podcast. And that was, I thought it was the coolest thing in the world that like someone I knew yeah. had their own podcast. <clears throat> and this was before podcasts were super big and... They had tons of great guests on. They had uh, Sean Salisbury as like their quarterback guru guy. They had MLB insider guys. They also had a lot of adult film stars. That is <laughs> and, cool. And uh, like, hey, you made it big. They were pretty popular. Yeah. And uh, he kind of shut down the man cave because, as he said, now is not the time in the world for the man cave. Uh, <laughs> but Jeff was a super big inspiration for me uh, as a podcaster to start to start a show. So yeah. thanks, thanks to Jeff. Uh, I want to thank Ryan, a.k.a. the Rodney Garvin guy, <laughs> who uh, <laughs> I also met at, at WrestleMania 35. He was one of the first people to come up to me that weekend who I didn't know. said, hey, do you PPW podcast? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, I'm Ryan. I listen to your show. I'm like, holy shit. Like a stranger came up to me. And like, yeah. And that happened so much that weekend. That WrestleMania weekend it was so cool for that to happen you're a celebrity not not exactly i not, didn't know that i'm not like fully posable style celebrity where everybody but hey them. you got people strangers coming up to you yeah. oh my god can i have your autograph yeah i, I signed I some, a picture with you? i signed some breasts um <laughs> nice. no but it was awesome and my friend mm-hmm. tony who came with me that weekend was like do you know all these people i'm like mm, no kind of not really like i'm kind of a big deal like I'm in the wrestling Twitter? community no not not at all there was like six or seven people the whole weekend but either way come on that's that's six or seven more than anybody yes, else ever got. it was cool i mentioned rad chat already uh, i want to also get a thanks to justin from the wrestling cheers podcast who came on for our content creator series he's mm-hmm. been a listener for a while so uh cheers wrestling go ahead and follow them and thanks to justin for coming on it was a really good interview uh also want to thank jeff Yes, I'm going to call him. Uh, the other Jeff. He, uh, Him and I hung out a couple times, and he's from the area around here. He hooked me up when stupid Conrad switched Mongo's time around so I couldn't get his autograph <laughs> at StarCast this year. Yeah. Jeff, like, unsolicited, <clears throat> asked me, like, hey, I'm going. Do you want me to get something signed for you? And, like, we met up at the Target parking lot. 
It was awesome. So Jeff's a great guy, and hopefully we'll get to hang out sometime again soon. Yeah, he's real cool. I met him. Yeah, we'll hang out with him soon sometime, hopefully. He brought us, he gave us beers when we were in line at Starcast. Sure did. Uh, also, I mentioned Rad Chad. Uh, thanks to uh, Horror Movie Barbecue Chad. He is so he's an nice. OG. He's an oh, so nice, too. He sent my daughter, Penny, the Saved by the Bell board game uh-huh. and a Kelly Saved by the Bell doll and a Saved by the Bell Zach Attack t-shirt because he heard she liked Saved by the Bell so much. <laughs> awesome guy check out his blog horror movie barbecue for all things pop culture all things horror all things nostalgia i think i told you this before awesome. but i was listening to conrad and um what was this first one pritchard pritchard yeah with the something to wrestle and conrad's reading you know a question from and it's like i heard at least two or three times horror movie barbecue wants to know <laughs> like i know that guy i like it uh also obviously jeff and scott from fully posable have been huge mm-hmm. uh jeff's a actual friend of mine now and not just a Twitter buddy but um, they promoted their show all the time and thank you so much to them and I'm not going to just blubber how great I think their show is you can go listen to them they're awesome guys and they are classy individuals as well despite some of their blue humor from time to time uh-huh. as they talked about what about Delilah Doom and yeah uh, I'm getting man we got a lot oh, of things okay. I'm getting there you got you to pick up the pick up the uh, cadence here okay uh, I'm just getting nostalgic, just like the show. Yeah, don't cry. This isn't the no. last show. Is it? No. Um, <laughs> it's not. Uh, the Our Vantage Point podcast, Joe from the Our Vantage Point podcast came on, and what was cool was when he, I know for a fact, he doesn't listen to a ton of podcasts. He goes, I listen to yours. He's like, not every episode, but I do yeah. listen. I'm like, that's awesome, and I'm, I respect their show a lot. Mm-hmm. The Our Vantage Point podcast. Uh, also, thank you to Leaf and the Raw's Nitro podcast. Check them out. These are just podcast buddy shows we always do. Sure. Uh, Eric and Barry doing the favor. Always a great show. <laughs> they, they, I love their um, uh, Twitter beef they have yeah. with everybody, with Barry, and it's fun. And uh, Eric's a great guy. We, I've met him before, and he's from Columbus, Ohio. And next time I'm out there, we'll definitely have to meet up again. Uh, who else do I want to say? Oh, yeah, the Ringside Podcast. Uh, Daniel Spencer, Impact Wrestling Referee Daniel Spencer. Yep. Take a look out for him. Mm-hmm. He's out there. He's the ref who's got the one black arm sleeve. And so check out Daniel Spencer on Impact Wrestling and also their show, The Ringside Podcast. Uh, who else do I want to talk? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to forget people. But, you know, that's what, what can we do there. Uh, wrestling-wise, Delilah Doom, Eli Everfly, Dust, Angel Dust. Like, we we interviewed them. Those like, were we, some big gets. We were nobodies. Yeah. And we got them. So it was cool. Well, well you pitched yourself to be a somebody. And they're like, oh, okay. They're like, we could use the exposure. You're like, but I have three listeners. <laughs> <laughs> three more than anyway. Hey, and you know what? We went to all those ride shows. Yeah, so they, they were, gave, they were they, fun to watch. They gave two more tickets. So hopefully so they helped us out. We helped them out. Yeah. Like they opened up, to, opened our eyes to, you know, women's wrestling and in, in, uh, in town, like yeah. local. Yeah. The dirty old dollar beers and those nasty yeah. cups. And it was a good time. I liked it a lot. Yeah. And I also liked it. The last rise show, the, uh, the contract was like a printout in black and white of like a picture of a title. I'm like, come on, dude. Yeah. Couldn't even get the color printer. Couldn't go to Office Max, pay the 25 cents for the color. They don't need it. It was just a piece of paper they had in the back. Do you have any uh, friends or shout outs you want to do or thanks? No, I mean, you're you're the uh, you're the friend maker on that I, show. I am the voice, the face. So I'm just kind of like your Robin to the Batman. And we're like, oh, yeah, here's Eric. Here's my sidekick. I'm like, oh, hey, guys. What about... Uh, I'll follow you. Steve follows well, you. What about any favorite episodes we've done that you can think of? They're just all of them great. Oh. 
I think it might, one of my favorite ones was when we were just going through and just having fun with uh, entrance songs, like what our favorites were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the Big Boss Man and the American Dream like, stand out to me as like just being amazing. One of my favorites was our Hasbro like episode Tournament. where we like played with them live. And like, <laughs> yeah. I think like Nate Rainscrest was like, oh, you can hear like the clicking of the arms. You're like, ooh, this is like right into it. You know, yeah. we, we ended up crowning the Undertaker as the best Hasbro ever. So. Oh, he deserved it. Remember Bret Hart almost got eliminated by Doink? <laughs> he made it to the finals <laughs> with his gut punch. You're like, wait, let me yeah. see that. That Hasbro. That doesn't work. You know, we've, uh, I've moved since we've started this podcast. We used yeah. to be in a little tiny bedroom. Now we're in a giant oh, yeah, outdoor gazebo. So it's been fun, man. It's been awesome. It's been a, it's been a trip. And uh, you've been an awesome co-host with me and continue to be because you're kind of like the straight man to my like, ridiculousness sometimes. Right. It kind of works out. I laugh a lot. So you do. that you makes people enjoy the show more. Laugh at me a lot. So I don't know, man. I, I think I don't want to ramble too on. So we'll just wrap up with how fun this show will be. We'll continue to be. This isn't the end. We're going to get to keep going. We're going to be a yeah. new show out right away. We're going to do some more watch alongs. What are you getting all emotional about? I'm not. We're doing more watch alongs. <laughs> okay. We're going to do more um, regular shows. We have two show topics coming up. I'm going to give you guys a couple previews. One, uh, storylines or moments that like stuck with you, mm-hmm. either growing up or as a kid. Like yeah. remember this. Like for me, one of the things that stuck with me was Earthquake, Squash, and Damien. Yeah. Like, like, and then- Yeah. On pro- was it prime time? He yeah, came out Quake and served Burgers. out Quake Burgers. Yes, we'll talk about stuff like that. Stuff that like, oh man, like this impact, like this moment. And Macho Man coming out and just smashing that scepter on Warrior's Let's head. Let's not spoil it. No, I'm just saying, okay. I'm just giving an example too. Okay, another one we're going to do is, it's called It's Never Coming Back. And this is not meant to be depressing, but stuff like that feeling of going to the video store, scanning the shelves, and like your tape is there. Or it's not. Yeah, never coming back. But there's others, but there's positive with that. And we'll talk about that as well. WWE Network. Yes. We're going to do watch-alongs. We are going to do a watch-along. Um, I don't know if we will watch-along or review. Probably a review of Beyond the Mat, the classic wrestling film where Modest was ready, <laughs> where a certain wrestler was not booked, Yeah, and um, where they make movies. So keep on the lookout for that. All this stuff coming up. We got some more content creator series coming up too. So everyone that's done that, Thank you so much. There's more to come on that. Uh, that's it, man. There's so much coming to do, so much coming on, and I can't think. Well, it was a good 100. I can't thank everyone enough for who's ever listened to the show once. And what about the giveaways? Twitter buddies and all. Yeah, let's do the giveaway right now. So we've got. Okay, two I thought of, you were going to say, "All right, thanks. See you next time." No, no, we'll do the giveaways right now. All right. Okay, so let's go with the tweet giveaway first. So the tweet giveaway where you had to just simply follow and retweet. I'm going to go to that tweet right now and go to the little generator that picks okay. the winner. And this will be for the regular two-pack pop, not the custom one, because we feel like the custom one should go to the person that sends an audio or a DM because that's a little more, you know, fancy. I would think so. Is that, and you could you talk about how you, while well, I do this giveaway, how you made that well, Custom. essentially, I just start off with some uh, bronze, hammered hammered bronze spray paint. Just lightly coat them, wait a day, lightly coat them again, wait a day, keep lightly coating them. And then sometimes it takes two days because they're still kind of tacky to the touch. And then you got to turn the heads to get under the, the shoulders and all that kind of stuff. It was, a, it was a process that probably took like two weeks. <laughs> if there's another way to do it, 
you know, I'm open to, to ideas, but I just didn't want it to look runny or look messed up when I was customizing them. Because sometimes if you just do way too much, then the, you see the paint drips and runs and you got to sand that stuff off and kind of start over again. But I thought they turned out really well. I was like shocked at how cool they were. Yeah. All I right. did sell one on Mercari. I think it was for 50 bucks. So somebody thought it was worth 50 so I'm going to give it away. Your value is whatever you want to think of it. 20 bucks, 50 bucks, whatever. That's fair. A hundred. Okay, so we ready? So I'm going to hit the thing now. This again, yeah. this is for the regular two-pack Funko Pop of Lex Luger and Sting. Sting. And here we go. The winner is... Hmm. Okay, so this Mark is... Mark Caruso. <laughs> no, he's won before. Uh, so here's... This I'll give this will be a ruling for you. So the person that drew was Josh Wallen, a Captain America, who also sent in the audio. Yeah. So do we give him this or do we say no? Because he did both. I mean, there he was won. no, there Why was no, I, you're right. There was no rules. Josh, you win. Yeah, he won. Josh, when Captain America, you win. I mean, you could make the rule. I mean, it's too late now, but you could have made the rule where you can't win twice. I guess he can win twice. <laughs> so you could win twice. Okay, I'm just DMing him. Okay, so now... So he won the, he won the regular Funko. Yes. Two-pack. Yes. Sting and Luger. So let's go now to our DMs and audio questions. I've got, um, I've got everybody up here. Okay. The randomizer. Here we go. Where's our winner for the two-pack Funko Pop? Are they all sent in a DM or an audio question? The winner is <laughs> Kit. No, Nate won. Race cards won. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Nate, Why is that so funny? Just because, like his story. I feel like people are going to think it's rigged because I. But if anything would tell me, Nate would not win if I had anything to do with it. That's with that story. <laughs> you would not want him to win. <laughs> Thanks. All right, so we got the two winners. Nate, you won the custom Funko Pop. I don't think he's a Funko guy, so maybe this oh. will start. Maybe this oh, will start. Well. Maybe this will start his uh, collection. Yeah, you don't have to be a Funko guy to to, to collect two of the greatest WCW wrestlers. That well, I'm ever also lived. I'm kind of glad now that Josh won the Captain America because he did he double dutied. So congratulations yeah. to those those he two got, guys. He got the authentic one. Congratulations to those two guys. You know, if the, if the authentic one increases in value a lot, he can resell it. The customs are hard to resell. That's true. All right, guys. Eric, we got our two winners. Thanks for coming over. You're welcome. Thanks for the invite. Thanks yeah. for the hang with the crickets and the locusts and, yeah. the, and the everything else. Hope everyone enjoy this outside uh, podcast. Maybe if it sounds okay, we'll do another one outside, right? Yeah, I think it sounds fine. I guess we'll see you on the playback. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, people will know we're outside. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. See you next week. So this happened. So tell the story of how this triggered us. The Kona Crush finish triggered you to tell a story about something that happened to you. <laughs> tell the whole tale. Let's hear it. Let's well, hear it. I'm watching the match. And what I liked about, well, wrestling, you kind of need two people to work together. So when Kona, <laughs> when Crush <laughs> when Crush puts his hands on Repo Man's head, he lifts him up, but Repo Man has to jump with him, and then he drops on his ass. So I think I was like in maybe seven, sixth or seventh grade, and there was like recess. And I remember this one kid; he pissed me off. His name was his name was Chris Robertson. I still remember him to this day. Let's find him on Facebook.
I don't know. Well, that's going to take some time, okay. maybe after the show. Okay. But I remember he always got on my nerves. He always had something smart to say, but yeah. he was just like... Was a, he a bully to everyone or just He was to kind you? of a bull, like a smart ass to everybody, yeah. but he got away with it. Was he a little kid or a big kid? No, he was a big kid. Okay. So he was kind of chubby. <laughs> and I mean, I was chubby too, but he was bigger than me. And But he was just like a little asshole, but... I don't remember, but he made me mad on the playground or something, but his back was to me. So I ran up behind him, and I grabbed his head, because <laughs> we were about the same height, and I grabbed his head. In my in my head, I'm imagining that I'm going to be able to pick him up like Crush does, and then he'll drop on his ass. But when I went to go... I. I, <laughs> I you didn't got, realize that people help jump up there. You thought that dude, that's how strong Crush was. Just yeah, up I did. There. Okay, okay. Because <laughs> I was a kid. You know, wrestling was still kind of real to me. Like, I knew it was a work, but at the same time, I, all of the moves I didn't realize needed okay. both people to work. So when I tried to lift him, he like his head went up and his body <laughs> didn't. So I just pulled, I still held on and I pulled him back and he fell backwards on his ass. So it was almost like I did it, <laughs> but I was smashing his head, like crushing his head <laughs> and he screams <laughs> and I didn't want to get like the, oh like the, God. like the lunch aids. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to make them aware. This is like of, a recess, right? A recess. Okay. Yeah. So he said something to me at lunch. So then we had <laughs> so recess was, after So lunch. that was the start of the, the angle. That was the, that, that was a continuation of the angle. That's when that's when the straw broke. <laughs> that was that was the that was the go home show right before right before the finishing move. <laughs> so after you, what? I just think it's so funny because you tried to lift him by his head. <laughs> I did. That's what's funny to me. Oh, but when I told you, oh, I said it so calmly. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I tried that. I tried that in in school when I was younger. And you're like, what? And I went to the bathroom. And then I'm thinking about what happened. I come out of the bathroom laughing because it's so stupid. So after, all right, all right, let me calm down. All right, after Eric the Crusher lifted up Chris the Repo Man, right? Like you, you obviously couldn't lift him off the ground. No, because you know it's his head, right? And you're seven, or you're in sixth grade, so you're twelve at the or at yeah. the oldest. And you're both chunky kids. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was this kid's reaction after you you picked tried to pick him up? <laughs> well, I still had his head, so I just I just like kind of jerked back. Yeah, and, almost, and he fell on his ass. Okay, so did I you went, let go after that? Or no, no, I still had. <laughs> I, st I wanted him to tap out. Oh my God. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't want him you to tap wait, out. You're waiting for the ref to call for the bell. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for the lunch oh lady to come God. over and. Uh, you know, do the old arm thing, like lift it up once, <laughs> twice, you know, then he's out. So, did you, so, all right. So, I, I let go before, like, I kind of scanned the area to see, like, where the lunch ladies were or the lunch aides. <laughs> yeah. You know how they have, like, the supervisors. Yeah, yeah, out there. yeah. So, like, I let go right before one of them turned to see what was going on because he screamed. Uh huh. So, I kind of, and there, I wasn't like, we were. <laughs> of course, he screamed. He tried to rip his head. <laughs> I can still hear it in my head. <laughs> oh my god! The bit, so here's the funny But then it, it it was kind of over. Like that was it. Like what? you let him go after you did I the let scam. him go after he did the scream before the lady saw anything. <laughs> I didn't want to get a detention or have my mom called or anything. You know how they do stuff like that. So did anything ever happen? No, in the future? Was, that was it. The beef he, was over. He never said crap. Did you guys become buddies? Like we some... didn't become buddies, but he didn't say anything to me anymore, like ever. <laughs> so he said something to you in the lunchroom yeah. at lunch. So for, I'm, I'm sure, I don't know how most schools work, at least around here it was. You'd have lunch, <laughs> and you went out for recess, and then you went back to class. Right. 
So he said something to you at lunch, and you're just stewing about this. <laughs> right. I have time to think while I'm dr- drinking one of those little cartons of milk and my and my fruit snacks and right. my bologna sandwich. Sure. I'm like, that son of a bitch. I'm going to get him. <laughs> did you tell anybody your plan? He just did. No, I didn't tell anybody my plan. <laughs> I don't want to look like an idiot. So he was sitting down in the playground. You just went up to him unprovoked. <laughs> <laughs> Unprovoked. Yeah, but you know, I'm saying pretty like, much, yeah. But he didn't say anything. He was him. by himself. Like he was, he was the kind of guy that didn't really have friends. I think that's why he was a bully because he would just pick on people. But nobody liked him anyway <laughs> because he was an asshole. So it's kind of hard to make friends when you're a jerk to everybody. But he was just kind of standing there, like watching other people do stuff, like okay. playing Foursquare or right or or. So you're just on, you're over on the swing. He's just now's my chance. Well, I guess we'll say I'm on the swing. Okay, so he's <laughs> but I was sit- behind him. Okay. I saw his back. And my first thing, my first. First thing is like, what wrestling move can I do from behind? And, you, you, and that I was the Kona Crush. I wait for the sleeper hold, maybe. Not the Kona Crush. Well, I felt like I had power, <laughs> like in, in my arms. You must have been so scared. <laughs> I was so confused. <laughs> he didn't know what the hell happened. <laughs> He's got the palms pressing into the temples of his head. Did, did he even know it was you? <laughs> I hope so. You just felt some guy's hand squeezing his head. Because <laughs> you knew it's not like he's like it's not like he said something to you also on the playground. <laughs> no. You're like, all right, that's it. No, he said something to me about 20 minutes prior to prior to this unprovoked attack. <laughs> I should be in jail. <laughs> uh, we're gonna find him. Everybody, the podcast. <laughs> hey, Chris, do you remember in sixth grade? He's like, yeah, I still have brain damage or neck like, damage. Oh, God. Neck damage. He's like, I got to go to a chiropractor. I'm 40 years old. <laughs> just, he's just sitting there, you know, picking grass and all this. No, you're making us out like he was innocent. He was, he was innocent, but you should have at least tapped him on the shoulder. <laughs> I took advantage of his vulnerability. Who stays that mad for that long? 20 minutes. Eric did. Eric does. Did like your buddies, did your other friends in school, like, hey, what happened with you? <laughs> no, they thought it was awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Because they didn't like him either. They're like, holy sh... I can't believe you just did that. And I'm like, yeah, we're all high five. Huh? <laughs>